Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be discussing the UEFA Champions League headlines from the past week, as well as providing a preview of the upcoming semi-final clashes, which will see a Milan derby between Inter and AC Milan and a heavyweight clash between Manchester City and Real Madrid. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Of course, Manchester City's performance against Bayern Munich, I think, over the two legs was pretty phenomenal. Of course, you know, the 3-0 performance in the in the first leg of that quarterfinal was probably the the most impressive. But I still think the 1-1 draw in Munich was um, also a very impressive performance from the likes of City's defenders and, of course, just the unstoppable um, striker Erling Haaland. Um, but, you know, other than that, what did you make of City's performance against Bayern Munich? And do you think this could be the year that City have their best chance of winning their first UEFA Champions League title? Uh, well, as a Bayern fan, it's it's just not the two games I was looking for. Um, to slip like this, Upamecano made countless errors. Strikers wasting the chances present in both legs is just... Um, Unacceptable. Um, like coach Thomas Tuchel said at the post-game press conference, uh, the score didn't fully present the two teams' performances. Um, he actually said he's happy about how his team played. I'm very satisfied with both matches against Manchester City. I'm very satisfied with the way we presented ourselves today. We were on par with what's currently the best team in Europe. We were able to cause them difficulties in the first and in the second leg. We just weren't lucky enough. We could have scored the first goal in England and could have scored the first goal here in Munich. Well, like Tuchel said, Bayern could have taken the lead in both legs, but I really don't agree with him when he indicated that the team lacked a bit of luck. Look, um, if Lewandowski was on the team, I wouldn't see so many chances being wasted. Sadio Mane just uh, spent a season telling everyone Bayern and he are not a good match, both on and off the pitch. So Bayern's finishing abilities were on a decline, especially in the first leg when Trooper Moting set out with injury. It's not an issue of luck. Um, it's about Bayern is missing the final touch in front of the goal. Uh, I really agree on what Pep Guardiola said about such a tie when two powerhouses meet it's the details deciding the results. To be honest, the two things. First, I'm so happy to be for three years in a row in semi-final Champions League. To be honest, the result of 4-1 don't show what really was the two games from my point of view. I could not expect differently for the fact that how good they are, the physicality, the ideas, the Bayern Munich is always, always in I was impressed when I live with them and I always impressed when I play against them. But in this competition is the details. Um, then as for City, congrats to them. Uh, City deserves progression. Uh, they are the best team in Europe right now, I think. Uh, and I, in my opinion, they should have won the Champions League in 2021 if Pep hadn't planned out the game in a more normal way. Uh, certainly Pep will also learned his lesson. He knows very well now that he doesn't need new strategies to surprise his opponents to win. Uh, stick to the way the team is best at. It pays off 
naturally.、Uh, I have to say, Haaland did raise this City squad to another level. His physique, combined with the speed, maximized the City's threats on the break.、Um, his goal in the second leg was a perfect example.、Um, he's now the headache for every defense line. Um, of City's opponents, with him and the Pep、um, gaining more experience in the Champions League, City lo- is looking in their best form to win the Champions League this season. Yeah, just touching on Bayern's performance, Yang Guang, I think I agree with you, and also what with uh, uh, Pep Guardiola said, where you know it comes down to little moments, especially in these massive clashes, and also when you get to the latter stages of the UEFA Champions League. And Bayern Munich are definitely struggling with their finishing at the moment. I still think they've got some of the deadliest、um, counter attackers in the game, with the likes of Kingsley Coman and、uh, Leroy Sane, and、um, you know Sadio Mane coming off the bench. And you know, just speaking of Sadio Mane, I think that's also been a problem with Bayern Munich in terms of his signing. I don't think that he has adjusted well to、um, the Bayern Munich setup. Particularly over those two quarterfinal legs, I think he was really, really poor and、um, did not contribute towards Munich's potential success at all.、Um, so I think he was definitely a weak link in that Bayern Munich chain. But I think that there's a lot of work to be done in Bayern Munich's squad for next season. Look, I think one positive to look at is that you know they probably identified what needs to be fixed. So finding an out-and-out finisher. Sorting out defensive issues, perhaps finding a, a replacement for Upamecano, and you know potentially a partner for Delict、um, for next season. Those could be areas that could be addressed. But、um, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done. Tianyu, from your perspective, what did you make of Bayern Munich's performances, and what are you thinking of City's chances in the UEFA Champions League、um, semi-final and potentially final this season? Well,、um, it's fair to say that the the game. Between Manchester City and Bayern Munich was full of drama. Thomas Tuchel was shouting angrily at the referee for the whole match, unsatisfied with their decisions, and was sent off the field with a red card near the end of the game. And also, when Leroy Sané was replaced by Sadio Mane in the second half, we could see that the air between them was a little bit awkward. But the biggest source of drama was definitely from the disastrous. Mistakes made by Bayern Munich's defender Upamecano. So I agree with Yang Guang. We can't blame a lack of luck on Bayern's loss. The whole team squandered a lot of pretty good opportunities during the whole game, and they didn't play very decisively when the ball was in the box. So the result seems pretty reasonable for me. And、uh, Bayern has showed a lack of confidence after losing the first leg in Manchester. But one of the few highlights of the team must be Kingsley Coman, who made a constant threat to City's defense as he broke through the defenders for quite some times. But sadly, neither his several attempted assists nor his numerous shots were able to add a goal for Bayern. I think maybe Bayern Munich need to upgrade attacking line and improve their ability of terminating the game in the coming season. Neither Sadio Mane nor Chopomoting are qualified enough for Bayern to put them back again in the title race for the Champions League. And I think, as far as if this season is concerned, they have already achieved quite acceptable results as they have elim- eliminated powerful enemies like PSG and Barcelona in the Champions League. And if they can get a powerful world-class striker like you know Victor Osman, I believe they are still going to be competitive enough. To contend for the title in the next season.
And in terms of Manchester City, I'm going to say I'm starting to feel a little worried about Real Madrid, as City's performance was pretty solid in the whole game. They got great control over the ball, and they have Grealish and Bernardo Silva, who are great in dribbling, and、uh, Gundogan and the ever-present Kevin De Bruyne. They have just so many options on the attacking line, and also they don't need to worry too much about the defense with so many reliable players in the back. So yeah, they are looking pretty strong this year. Yeah, I think the upcoming transfer window,、um, not just for Bayern Munich, but just for you know European football, should be very exciting indeed. Because there's a couple of massive teams、um, that are looking for an out-and-out striker at the moment. Manchester United being one, Chelsea being another. Um, and of course, Bayern Munich now will also be looking for an out-and-out number nine. So I think, yeah, Victor Oshiman is an option. I think Harry Kane could potentially be looking for an exit at Tottenham.、Um, you know, I think there's a couple of other striking options available across Europe. Just one that comes off the top of my head: Dusan Vlahovic might be looking to leave Juventus. And Manchester City, I mean, as powerful as they have been over the seasons, they just look like they're missing.、Uh, have finally found the missing link. In Erling Haaland up front, and he is just an absolute beast, and the scariest prospect in European football, in world football at the moment. And you know the fact that he just has so much creativity and、um, assist options around him, plus you know、uh, the real defensive strength and depth、um, that City have in defence, and of course one of the best keepers in the world in Edison, and probably one of the best managers of all time in Pep Guardiola. It's just Difficult to see、um, any weaknesses in this Manchester City machine at this point in time. And speaking of City, of course, there is going to be an absolutely massive clash in the first semi-final between Manchester City and the kings of the UEFA Champions League, Real Madrid. Yang Guang, you know, just from your perspective, what do you think these games between Manchester City and Real Madrid will will be like, and what do you think is potentially the key? For either Real Madrid or Manchester City's progression to a UEFA Champions League final this season,、um, yeah, I think the two legs would be the games of the season.、Um, on one side, it's arguably the best team now in Europe, and and on the other side, like you said, the king of the tournament.、Um, I, I think Real would be the more confident team in this tie. Their players went through everything they could possibly face in the in the past years. And they know what to expect.、Um, I, th- I think Real would probably choose to sit back a bit to see how the games would go, and try to beat City on the break. But the City's now so adapted to such tactics, they would be very careful when attacking.、Uh, I really think it's more or less the same as the as the game between City and the Bayern Munich.、Uh, whoever scores first have better chances of winning and、uh, progressing. Again,、uh, like you said, Haaland could be the game changer.、Um, he destroyed Bayern, which have the most expensive defense line in Europe.、Uh, I think he could do it again facing Militao and Rudiger. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I think、um, you know the likes of Militao and Rudiger.、Um, you know, they've looked fairly strong over the course of the season.、Um, you know, David Alaba's also looked pretty good, and then we've seen Kamavinga come into left back and just. Starting to perform really well, and of course, Danny Carvajal has just been one of the outstanding players at right back. And you know, of course, he's been at、um, Real Madrid.、Uh, you know, he's one of the remaining figures in that、uh, Real Madrid 
team that has, you know, won three or four or even five UEFA Champions League titles, you know, along with uh, the likes of Karim Benzema, Tony Cruz, and uh, Luka Modric. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to, once again, as Pep Guardiola said, I think it's going to come down to moments. Um, and I think Erling Haaland is someone that steps up in moments, um, you know, even if he's not provided too many chances, when he is provided even the slightest chance, he generally finishes. And it's also just very rare for Manchester City's um, defensive line to make any mistakes. We've also seen John Stones as a central defensive midfielder, you know, coming out of his centre-back position, performing really well alongside the likes of Rodri and just giving the likes of Jack Grealish, uh, Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Bernardo Silva the, the freedom to reign forward. So I think there's a lot of defensive issues that Real Madrid will have to consider against um, uh, Manchester City. But if they are able to sort that out, I think City also just have to be very wary of uh, Real Madrid's counter-attacking abilities. Um, because I just think Vinicius and Rodrigo are also looking absolutely lethal at the moment down the wings. And that could potentially be an area of weakness uh, for City um, defensively down the left and right flank. I don't think that they are too strong there. And yeah, I think a lot of it will also come down to Pep Guardiola. We've seen him over past seasons kind of make strange decisions when it gets to, you know, semi-final and final stages. You know, he tends to mix things around, make tactical decisions that maybe the City players are not necessarily adept to. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does tactically and selection-wise, um, particularly in the in this game against Real Madrid, which a lot of football fans are saying is basically the final Tianyu, anything that we've missed at this point in time that we will need to keep an eye on in terms of that, uh, those clashes between you know just this, these these two incredible teams in Real Madrid and Manchester City. Uh, well, here it comes a repeat of last season's Champions League semifinals. As a Real Madrid fan, I'm still gonna support my team to advance to the final. You know, we've got the Champions League history. We've got the champions DNA, a record 14 titles versus no title at all. History or title-wise, uh, Real is the party that has gained an upper hand and the citizens are the challengers. The rich experience and the title-ridden exhibition room can enable Real Madrid to have the confidence to fear no one when confronting City. And after losing to Barcelona in La Liga in March, Real Madrid has started a game-winning streak, gaining victory in six games in the past few weeks. So we can see the team has adjusted itself to the best form now. You know, Rodrigo just scored twice in the quarterfinal against Chelsea, and the combos between the three attackers, Benzema, Rodrigo, and Vinicius, have been really beautiful recently, and they turned Chelsea's defense line into a mess. And also, Camavinga has been performing really well, as you mentioned, after Ancelotti started to put him in the position of the left-back. Where with youth on his side, he will continue to improve in each position he plays in, and he can offer Ancelotti numerous options in his starting eleven. And also, Chiamini is doing better, also doing better now, even though he still has a long way to go before he can reach the level of former Rio player Casemiro. He's playing a lot better now compared to the beginning of the season and is quickly adapting himself into the team and into the competitions. So yeah, the current squad of the Real Madrid seems great to me. 
and all the members of the team are in high spirits and good form, whether it's the veterans or the newcomers. And yet, in the in the side of Manchester City, the chances of securing a maiden Champions League title remain very much alive, as they also has a pretty strong squad and a very experienced and wise head coach. But they will know better than anyone what a daunting challenge awaits them, as they were knocked out by the uh, by the Spanish champions at the semi-final stage last year, after falling victim to one of the greatest European comebacks. In terms of the game itself, I would say the deciding factor lies in defense or a fight over ball position in the midfield, because both teams have strong attacking powers and they have similar playing styles too. As both City and Real focus on controlling the ball under their feet, so if Real Madrid can block the ball that goes to Erling Haaland in the midfield, it would be hard for the City to play, you know, a vertical game. And also, if City's defenders can effectively cut the balls to Vinicius and Rodrigo and to Benzema, Real would would have a difficult time in getting the ball to the box. So yeah, I don't think it would be an intense and quick tempo game. And one tiny mistake would cost the game. I agree with Yang Guang. The team who can get a goal first have a great advantage over the other in the coming games. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that the biggest battle in the Real Madrid and Manchester City clashes will be down to whoever. Well, firstly, whoever finishes off the big moments, and you know, Karim Benzema and、uh, Erling Haaland are definitely capable of that. And I also think that the midfield battle and the defensive battle will also be critical. So that's definitely something for football fans to look out for in those Real Madrid and Manchester City clashes. And the other semi-final will, of course, like I mentioned, feature an incredibly massive Milan derby between AC and Inter Milan. And Italian teams also took three spots in the last eight of the UEFA Champions League and are now guaranteed a first Champions League final appearance in six years. Which is pretty incredible, considering that amount of time.、Um, also, considering you know just the success that AC Milan and Inter Milan have had in the Champions League over the course of history. But Yang Guang, do you think that this recent Italian success is just a flash in the pan for Italian clubs, or do you think that the likes of Inter, AC, and even Napoli、um, have the potential to make this a consistent effort going forward in well, of course, the remainder of this season's UEFA Champions League? But also in future seasons.、Uh, well,、um, I must say I was surprised.、Uh, three Italian teams in the Champions League quarterfinals.、Um, the last time it happened was 17 years ago.、Um, then Milan derby as a semi-final tie. Many old Chinese fans are already celebrating that the Italian team's glory is returning. Don't forget there are two Italian teams in the Europa League last four also. With Juventus and Roma, I don't see it as a coincidence.、Uh, Italian football is coming back, believe it or not.、Um, Italy's Serie A has been quiet these years because of、uh, financial reasons,、uh, and uh, Italian clubs tend to seeking potential stars that had been often not well known. For example, Napoli found Victor Osimhen and.、Uh, Cavararo Sheria and、uh, the pair has been amazing this season, combining 41 goals.、Uh, then Italian team is able to bring back a second prime for many former stars. Romelu Lukaku found his rhythm again with Inter Milan. Lautaro Martinez is a different player when he plays at club level compared to his national team performances. 
Then as for AC Milan, look at their squads. Honestly, there are many names I was not even familiar with before these two years. Brian Diaz and Benacer. Uh, but it turned out that these youngsters formed a quite combat-worthy squad. Coach Pioli well put them together. Veteran Giroud, even 41-year-old Ibrahimovic, well found a role to play. The three Italian teams may not be the financial giants, but certainly they dig deep into the potential of their players available. Perhaps it's the charm of Italian football and why、um, Italy could win Euro 2020. So,、uh, yeah, I'm very optimistic about the Italian team's Champions League performances in the next few seasons if they keep doing the right things I just mentioned. Yeah, I also think you know what should be interesting for Italian sides is also upcoming transfer windows. You know, I think Italian football is definitely headed in the right direction at this point in time, but I still think it's going to be quite difficult for the likes of AC Milan, Inter Milan, and even Napoli and Juventus to hold on to their star players.、Um, of course, with Premier League,、um, you know,、uh, La Liga, and、um, even Bundesliga sides really looking to spend lots of money and bring in quality players. So I think it will be tricky for. Um, some of these Italian sides to really hang on to their stars,、um, but yeah, I think if they're able to to do that as well as continue making strides in the right direction, like they are currently doing, not just in you know Serie A, but even in the you know the Europa League and of course the Champions League,、um, I think things are look definitely looking on the up and up for、um, for Italian football. And that semi-final clash between Inter and AC Milan should be absolutely incredible. Tianyu. Looks like Italian football is definitely headed in the right direction. You know, Inter and AC Milan are looking really strong. So, do you think that this is something that Italian clubs can make consistent? You know, of course, in the remainder of this year's Champions League and the Europa League, and potentially going into next year's Serie A and European football competitions. Yeah,、uh, as you said, Italian teams have made quite a splash in this season's Champions League. The three teams, Napoli, Inter, and AC Milan, have all advanced to the quarterfinal and a Milan derby soon, who, which hasn't been staged for quite some time in the semifinal. I would say that is a big testament to the fact that Serie A has definitely become more competitive now. The level of the competition has improved a lot in in the last few years, not only for the players that are in action every week, but also for the quality of matches played in general. You know the traditional powerhouses like AC and Inter Milan have also been a lot better now after presenting disappointing performances for the past few years, and they've got more confidence now and know how to play at the highest level now as they have shown lately. And also,、uh, they're they have been pretty successful in searching for young talents, as both of you have mentioned. There are some key players in Serie A that are definitely shining this year. Such as、uh, Napoli star Kavras Helia, who is one of the best talents around Europe now, and、uh, other young stars include Nigerian striker Victor Oshimane and AC Milan's winger Rafael Leo. I think the rise of these young stars have played a pivotal role in helping the Italian teams stage a comeback.、Uh, I've got to say, I agree with you, Brandon. It's difficult for these Italian teams to keep their young talents. But I think the rise of the, the the Italian teams can can continue in the future as long as they keep and focus on training their young star players and ensure the high quality of the matches in Serie A and other leagues. 
Yeah, I think another thing benefiting these Serie A teams is not just the young stars from around Europe, but also, and also a benefit for the Italian national team actually is a lot of um, really talented um, Italian youngsters coming through the system. I think that's also something that Italian head coach Roberto Mancini has said in recent uh, months and interviews, saying that you know it, Italy is really blessed with some um, really super talented um, young players coming through the system. So I think that's also something Serie A fans can be um, excited about, even if someone like Rafael Leao or Victor Oshimen um, leaves the league this season. So yeah, I think even um, well, hopefully for you know for Serie A fans' sake, they can hold on to these superstar players. But if they don't, I think they can still be excited about the fact that there's a lot of super talented youngsters coming through various clubs. And I think that the future is looking very bright for the likes of AC Milan, Inter Milan, Napoli, Juventus, and just for Serie A in general. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, we will be back as always next week with our latest topic. And we will see you then.